Welcome everyone to Lala Rink here at the campus of Merrimack College. Merrimack is set to finish up their weekend series with Minnesota Duluth. It's the uh, final game of 2019 and of the decade. And we visit with Merrimack head coach Scott Borick. And uh, Scott, things didn't get off uh, yesterday the way you would have liked. A 4-1 to loss to Minnesota Duluth. And uh, maybe we could just start with your observations. You know, I thought... Um as a whole, for the 60 minutes, it was actually a good hockey game. The first 20, we played very passively, and we talk a lot about respecting your opponent but not over-respecting them. And I thought last night we, on the first period, really played contained hockey and really um, gave them too much respect. You can't play and win if you're respecting a team that much. So um, that was a problem, but I thought we came out of it pretty well. We actually competed really well between the dots in the first period. Uh, they only had, um, I think it was four scoring chances, four in the first period, even though they had 16 shots. So I was pretty comfortable with our game defensively, um, but you're never going to score if you don't hunt the puck. So that that was disappointing in the first. Um, second, third, I thought it was a pretty even hockey game. And on video that uh, we might even have carried to play in the second. Um, the third, you know, situationally, we, um, you know, challenging situation at the end. We thought we had the power play and we didn't get it. Um, but I thought we played the last 40 pretty well against a really good hockey team. Well, Scott, uh, you know, they had a 16-1 to shot advantage in the first. They had uh, territorial edge for th- pretty much the whole period. Uh, but you guys seemed to, ch- as you said, you guys seemed to change that around as the game went on. What specifically did you adjust uh, to try to get better in that area? Well, the the biggest adjustment was really our players' mindset, just you know, getting off their heels and getting onto their toes. So we got a little bit more aggressive in the forechecking and in the neutral zone forecheck. And I thought that put us in a better position defensively as well because we took away space. Um, and it really is it's just a change of mindset. You know, I think that um, you know, we're still trying to we're still fighting for that collective confidence. And I think when you aren't confident, you tend to play passively and contain hockey. And what that does is the four players behind you are reading the play, which makes you play slow. Um, we tried to get that out of them, out of their head after the first period, and talked about just you know, take risk, you know, go just go for it. And um, I thought we did a better job than that in the second, than that we built off that in the third. Uh, I thought uh, one of the keys, certainly Scott, in that first period was Troy Cobran. You know, you come out of that period zero zero. Uh, they, as I said, they had the big uh, advantage in shots and territorial. But Cobran, uh, Cobran made some big saves and kept you guys in it. Yeah, he played really well. He played solid. And the best thing about his game in the first period last night was he made everything look pretty, you know, uh, pretty basic, you know. And so, you know, two of the chances were tremendous grade-A chances, the breakaway, and then the pass across the net where he was all over the puck, read the puck really well. Um, so, no, he got hit in the chest a lot, and that usually means the goalie's, you know, he's you know, funneling, he's seeing pucks, he's seeing the team uh, movement, and he's able to get, uh, get his eyes free to follow the puck better. And I thought he tracked it really well in the first period. And the whole game but particularly in the first period. Well, uh, one of the tough things about yesterday, Scott, you lose Tyler Irvine on that big hit in the first period. He went out. He was unable to return. Uh, Maybe you could uh, just give us a quick update on how he's feeling and uh, what his prognosis is for going forward. Uh, Tyler's doing a lot better today than, than he, he was at the end of the day yesterday. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. He's our, you know, been our leader all year. Um, but, you know, I think he's, uh, when he got hit yesterday, when he left the game, I thought we might be facing our third season ending um, situation. And uh, I think he's much going to be back much quicker than that. Uh, he won't play today. Um, Probably will not play in the following next couple of games after that, but I do see him back uh, first weekend series in January, though. 
Well, Scott, uh, obviously not with Tyler being out. There are some lineup adjustments you have to make, uh, and you've got Tyler Height playing in a forward position tonight. So, with the numbers being thin, uh, you know you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Well, the interesting thing that we talked about as a staff, we have four guys playing center today that all played uh, the first game of the year on wing uh, and played there for a while. But obviously, the, th- the three players we've lost uh, for extended periods of time have all been centers, and unfortunately, one, two, and three. Uh, so, we need other guys to step up. And that dictates Tyler moving up front. Tyler played forward much of his life. Um, the biggest challenge for him is the amount of skating he's going to have to do as a forward. You know, I think for the last year and a half or two two and a half years, he's played defense, uh, hasn't been asked to cover 200 feet. You know, as much as you are as a forward, so that'll be a challenge. I think his experience will be helpful. His skating ability will help our team, um, and so hopefully he adjusts pretty quickly. But it's going to be a tough a tough adjustment, though. In terms of uh, game plan adjustments, Scott, what would you like to see better today uh, relative to yesterday? I know those last two periods were were quite an improvement, but uh, what do you feel Merrimack will have to focus on uh, in terms of adjustments? You know, I think the biggest thing for us, and we talked about this uh, this morning and again this afternoon, is we just we dumped a lot of pucks last night that I didn't think we had to. Um, their defense played very tight gap, but we want to put pucks around the hash marks, you know, and put them in areas that we can slash to them and, and play offense right off of that puck. When you dump a puck, you got to recover it and then play offense. You know, getting it below the goal line is about possession. Uh, putting it in an area you can get it above the goal line is about opportunity and offense. So that's what we're going to try to do more of tonight. Um, continue to be aggressive. Continue Continue to be very aggressive in the neutral zone, but uh, with the puck, try to put the puck in areas we can hunt it without having to go in a forechecking mode. Well, Scott, another uh, roster uh, change that uh, we noticed. We talked a little bit about it, about it yesterday off the air. Joey Cassetti uh, no longer on the squad. Uh, maybe you could just give us an update on, uh, on what happened there and, and how that came about. Well, it's always disappointing when you lose a player, particularly midseason. Um, you know, we we talk all the time as a group that you know you're either all in or you're out. And um, you know, Joe, I think um, I, I'm not sure why, but I only had one foot in the pool uh, for a while, and and uh, just felt it was in his best interest to to take another opportunity, go back to junior hockey, and see if he could end up finding a different opportunity someplace else. Uh, we wished him all the success. He's had success. He should. He played half a year of college hockey, so he's going down a level, but. Um, he thinks it's in his best interest, and I can't argue that. Uh, it's not like the old days where your parents would say, "Stay, stay, and be be a good teammate, be with your team, it's, you know, make it work, fight through the adversity." Um, you know, it's one of the things you deal with coaches now. You didn't have to deal with 15 years ago, um, and unfortunately, in situations like this, I think players don't—they um, don't learn the hard lesson. They take the easy road, and that's that's a disappointment for us. But we do wish him the best. He's a very good young man. He's a very good kid, and he's a very good player. Um, I think he would have been very successful if he had hung in and gone through the hard times. But uh, that just wasn't for him. Well, we talked about this on the air yesterday. Uh, is there Chinese food in your future for New Year's Eve tomorrow night? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm a gout sufferer, so sometimes Chinese food can be the wrong thing to eat. So there will be no seafood for sure and probably not, not Chinese either. <laughs> all right, Scott, I want to wish you best of luck. Uh, Happy New Year. We'll be back here Saturday. It's all hockey east from here. UMass Lowell will be here Saturday. Thanks for your time. Good luck, and again, Happy New Year. Thanks, John. Same to you. Hope you have a great new year. All right. That's Scott Borick. He's the head coach of Merrimack Men's Hockey. Mike Macknick and I are back with the Duncan starting lineups next from Lotto Rink. You're listening to Merrimack Warrior Men's Hockey on the Merrimack Radio Sports Network.